Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. It's Monday morning. Good morning, Sam. Um, good morning, everyone. Happy Monday. Yeah, exactly. I'm not just saying good morning to you. Say good morning to everybody as well. The listeners, you know, be nice I'm to them. I want to send out a positive vibe yeah, and uh, say, look, it's yeah. spring is springing. Roll yeah. around us. I have on my table, Andy, right in front of me, a vase of daffodils. Right which is my favourite flower. Is it? Are you a fan of the daffodil? I've got nothing against the daffodil. Very delicious. The humble daffodil. Yeah. Will you, um, as a single man, mm. will you be buying fresh flowers for your home at all over the coming months? We have some daffodils in the house, courtesy of my daughter. Good. See, it's your daughter. Um, who provides, let's call the female touch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's um, what's interesting. I rarely buy fresh flowers. But it's very positive thing to have them around you, I think. It is, but she she bought some daffodils and then kept them in her bedroom. So they're not oh, for everyone to enjoy. Hell, that's nice. That's actually wor- That's an insult. That's worse than getting no flowers at all. She's 15, that's how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> that's how well, it is. I'm going to buy more daffodils than she's got. Do a fucking Elton John and just fill the whole house with them. Yeah. Said he wouldn't have had daffs because they're the cheap ones. Yeah, but I- to my mind, they're the best. So it's a win double. Yeah, I'll I'll just buy more and just keep them in in my my own personal area as a power mm. player. Um, before we go any further, dig if you will a picture and see it. Right, mm-hmm. if imagine that uh, that fantastic Everton team of the mid nineteen eighties, Sam, which Trevor uh, Stephen, Gary yeah, Stevens, all the Stevens, Andy Greer, you know, all them yeah. players, uh, and of Adrian that, Heath, yeah, the pocket sized gold machine, exactly. The, the, and their last line of defence was Neville Southall. Now, fast forward... Best keeper, yeah. To fast forward to 2019. If someone had told me during the 80s when I was watching that team and admiring that team, if someone had told me that at some point in the future I'd carry around with me a telephone and inside that telephone was all known human knowledge mm. and vast sources of entertainment just within that telephone. And on that telephone, Neville Southall would have his own page. And on that Neville Southall page tonight would be a takeover by the English collective of prostitutes. I wouldn't believe that person if someone had told me that. I'd wrestle them to the floor. If a Marty McFly-type character suddenly arrived. Probably, yeah. Back in in Sunderland in 1985 (laughs) and told you this, you'd punch him in the face, wouldn't you? Yeah, and I'd wrestle them to the ground and and call for help, call for psychiatric help. Because yeah. that just doesn't make any sense at all. But that's what happened last night on Twitter. The English collective of prostitutes took over Neville Southall's Twitter account. And I'm not disparaging were, anybody. I, you know, I think it's a fantastic thing. Neville, having the collective of prostitutes a great organisation. I've got some of their albums, got some of their early stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, it's great that Neville is doing what he does. He, he, he lets um, unheard voices get a voice. And he speaks for the oppressed and the minorities and all that. That's fantastic. But it's just absolutely nuts you look at his Twitter account last night 
at one mm. point after the Derby match, he tweets, Van Dijk, best centre-back in the world at minute, fair play. We are moving the right way, slow, steady progress. Now try to win remaining games. And then, two tweets up, he says, since we were founded in 1975, we've won many important victories, including the first ever private prosecution for rape in England and Wales. Oh, it's, well, it's something for everyone there on Neville's account last night. Yeah, it's a mixed bag. Neville Southfield's Twitter feed is a broad church. Uh, this is rather like if you imagine going forward 30 years yeah. and um, someone saying that Jordan Pickford, <laughs> the current incumbent between the sticks at Sacred Evans Park, yeah. a descendant of Neville Southall, um, he, in the future, is using his... Well, it won't be social media. It'll be some kind of augmented reality. It'll be like a telepathy or, thing fired straight into your brain. Yeah, yeah, digital mind control or something like that, yeah. where he, where Can't Jordan wait. Pickford, if you subscribe to his mind, you could subscribe to Jordan Pickford's mind, yeah, and then he would beam his thoughts straight into your head wherever you were in the world, <laughs> and he was campaigning for I don't know, I suppose prostitutes. But that'll um, be it'll be by then it'll be like sex robots, sex prostitutes yeah. probably. Yeah, sex sex robot right, rights for sex robots. <laughs> Quite right and, as well. Uh, Why not? Jordan, Pitt- yeah, Jordan Pitt will be really passionate about it. Yeah, and will be controlling your mind. Imagine if that's happening. Well, it's no less weird or implausible than Neville Southall's Twitter feed about prosies would have been to us in 1985. I guess so. Yeah. We were just whippersnappers, marvelling at his prowess yeah. in the goal. Yeah, you're right. It's something to look forward to, I suppose. Talking of uh, footballers tweeting peculiar things, uh, <laughs> right. our friend Big Sri Lankan Mark, yeah. who is um, uh, an integral executive figure, you could say. In the Top Flight Time Machine team. In the, in the Top Flight Time Machine Studio 60 Million Organisation. He, um, he's, he's alerted me last night to a tweet from Jason Cundy. Um, okay. who is a friend and sometimes on-air colleague of us. Let's call uh, an associate of the Top Flight Time Machine he's, team. He's, he's an associate. Jason Cutter. Yep, go on. Yep, then what? <laughs> Former Tottenham and Chelsea centre-back, of course. Yep, then what? Then what happened? Yep, you're looking at Twitter. Yep, Neville Southall. Yep, prostitutes. Yep, go on. Go on. I'm with you. Yep. Um, fascinating tweet. Okay. He's written... The best program on TV, Call the Midwife, concludes tonight, four exclamation marks, Whoa, four. Three, three disco dancer emojis. I'm so excited, so with about whoa, seven O's. I can't wait. But what will become of me on Sunday nights from now on? Shrug emoji, sad emoji, hashtag Call the Midwife. So Big Sri Lankan Mark has written to me, Cundy on period drama, it's got to be a podcast in that. Now, yeah. as some of our fans might know, our empire, Andy, of podcasts, our stable, if yeah. you will, is growing fast. Rapidly. We had a number one hit just this weekend with the morning after with Paul Danan, a podcast that we have produced and that we've uh, plugged a lot already on here. I'm going to plug it again right now. I'm plugging it again yeah. right now. Probably annoying to some cunters, or though why you'd be annoyed by us just saying a thing about a thing we've done, fuck knows. But anyway, <laughs> you should listen to that. It was number one. It was beating Jonathan Ross over the weekend, so we're proud of that. And uh, we've got some more in the pipeline, in yeah. the podcast pipeline. Yeah. And, and, you know, Big Mark has just said, 
Jason Cundy on period Jason. drama. There's got to be a podcast in that. Yeah. And I, I think that he could be right. I should call Jace today because you sort of like, we could. he does this, and then he does Downton. Yeah. Then you'd have him doing, is it, what was the one in the, the, on ITV in the 80s? Was it Jewel in the Nile or where oh, it, it oh, was oh. in colonial times? Yeah, another one you mean. And it had, that, it had Jeremy Irons in it, didn't it? Yeah, Chai Wala, Chunde, Chunde. And the, he had a teddy business. bear or something like that. What the fuck was it? Oh, again? no, that's Brideshead Revisited. Oh, oh, right, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. We'll get of. him to do Brideshead Revisited. Yeah, Brideshead Revisited. Yeah, cool. Yep, yep. yep, they're at university. Then what? <laughs> yep, he's got teddy bear. Right, great man for teddy bear. Yep, fine, go on. <laughs> Well, you know what we should brilliant. do? We should we should pilot this by getting him involved in our inevitable deep dive of Dick Turpin. Yes, Cundy on Dick Turpin. <laughs> yeah, highwayman. Yeah, holding up rich people. Yeah, Sir John Clutton. He's the baddie, is he? Yeah, go on. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. Oh, okay. God. Well, let us know, Cunters, if that is something that you'd be prepared to listen to. If not, why not? What else are you going to do with your time? <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. When you're not listening to Top Flight Time Machine. I like how he gets excited about it and he's putting exclamation marks and, and disco dances and that. Call a Midwife isn't the kind of show that sort of provokes provokes excitement. It's a it's not excitement. It's no. entertainment, but you know, sometimes it's, it's incredibly gritty. It's gentle Sunday night entertainment, isn't it? But it or is, is it gritty? No, it's it's a lot harsher than that. Sometimes some of the storylines are really gritty. Uh, you oh, know, we're talking about childbirth and the, stuff like that. They're you know, babies that perish. It's not always it's not always a happy ending. But oh, um, J- Jason's getting dead excited about it, which is it's something. Yeah, he may. I don't know whether he's misunderstood what it's about. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we, we last night he keeps shouting, "Go!" Last I mean, Jason. The only other thing I know he's really into is the darts, and he got so into the darts one year. In the final of the, you know, the Christmas starts, as I call it. Yeah. I know that's not its official title, but the Christmas starts at yeah. Ali Pally. <laughs> Christmas starts. He dots. fell to his knees like <laughs> Charlie Sheen in Platoon in yeah. front of the telly as whoever won that year, Adrian Lewis or whatever, um, finished on a three data, right. a, a nine data, and he's just fallen to his knees. Yes, and his wife's come in and gone. Jason, what are you doing? He's going. He's one of that. She went. I didn't even know you were into darts. And he claimed to me the next day. He went. Oh, mate. I never thought I'd say this right, but at the moment I feel like I think I might. I think I might prefer the darts to the football. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, because he'd got so into it. And we did a phone in on Talksport where we asked our listeners to order darts. The darts, mm-hmm. football, beer, money, <laughs> women, and I think that was it. No, yeah, I mean, we said boobs, but off air, but on air, we someone made us say women. <laughs> and um, we thought it was just a silly thing. Well, I'd, we had such a big response to this. Everyone was having huge debates. Some bloke called up. Yeah, I just want to say about this league you're doing, right? Yeah. You've gone... Order darts, football, beer, money, women, right? Yeah. Because, like, that's the five top things in your life. And I've gone, yeah. But you've forgotten something, ain't you? What? The kiddies. (laughs) (laughs) And I've gone, do you know what, mate? You're right. I feel bang out of order. (laughs) The kiddies have always got to come, if not first, then certainly they're all thereabouts, haven't they? Oh, that's fucking great. 
That's really good. <laughs> you forgot about the kiddies, you, you sick bastard. You can't forget kiddies. Fucking points. <laughs> <laughs> When um, Call of Midwife was on last night, and we originally tried to record this podcast live, but there was a technical fuck-up. And I yeah. said that I was a bit sluggish because I'd eaten 10 pigs in blankets mm. an hour before we started recording. Oh, um, I was very jealous, because now I'm vegetarian. So we, 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 I found some in the freezer, and me and my boy I shared shared a box of 20 between us. So before, he had 10 and you had 10? Yeah, 10 each, yeah. Just because... Uh, to keep was Christmas it dinner, or was it just a luxury snack? It was just a snack. It was kind of like a bridging meal. Between Fuck you now. dinner and tea, as we call it. See, man, every, every time you give me any fucking insight to your lifestyle, it just makes me feel more depressed. Well, because because that is... You're living the dream up there <laughs> with your fucking bridging meals. Bridging meals is what I fucking dream of. I can't fucking get away... There are a number of reasons why I can't get away with bridging meals. First of all, I would never have anything as fucking luxurious as... Pigs in blankets. Well, you're in a the vegetarian freezer. for starters, aren't you? Well, I'm a vegetarian anyway. But even if there is a snack that I'm thinking of between meals, there's a lot of judgment will go on in my house. Yeah. And I can't. But bridging meals, everyone needs three bridging meals a day. Yeah. That's normal, right? Yeah. Well, Not in this house. Going, it's fuel, isn't it? You can't. Got to fucking. You can't, you can't stick, just wait for three meals. You can't stick to the tried and trusted schedule if you don't feel as though that's what you need. If you feel you need a bridging meal, get it in you. You got to ask yourself as well, Andy. Who fucking decided? What authority decided about these three meals? Society decided. Like Sir John Meals, I think this, it was, wasn't it? Uh, Sir John Meals. He was like some sort of uh, white, yeah, probably Meal. colonial, yeah. I wouldn't be upper surprised class, if he was a racist. Obviously, upper class, right? Um, upper class, right? And he back in whenever Victorian times, yeah declared that there should be three meals and he named them all himself. Yeah. He named them after his children. Mm-hmm. Breakfast, lunch and dinner. Yeah. That was the name of his three kids. I believe and he, he, was, the head, after he was the head of the uh, the Empire Meal Confederation. Yeah. And he At made the them all, all them Indians. Yeah. They weren't eating three meals a day. No, they were just grazing, they had their they? heads fucking screwed on. They were eating when they felt like it. Yeah. If they could. I mean, obviously there wasn't much food knocking about, but... The Africans, all of these countries that we went in and mm-hmm. wrecked, they all had these meal times imposed on them. And then next thing you know, we have two back here. Yeah. And now, fast forward 2019, men like you and I and all these cunters listening are fucking chained to it because of society's convention. Well, I'm not. And I'm because kicking of... back. I'm kicking back. Yeah. I'm bringing back the bridging meal. Yeah. So Bring back are. the bridging meal. Get in touch, uh Cunters with your favourite bridging meals. Any uh, meal stories. T- time of day, what you like, and what you call it. Mm. Like, do you have a bridging meal between eleven season brunch, for example? <laughs> Whoa, that's a very slim window. Yeah, give it a name. Give yeah. it a name and tell us what you like to have. Um, yeah, but the pigs in blankets made me jealous because uh, I mean, I've been vegetarian for about four months now. It's all right, but uh, I do miss certain things and pigs in blanket I probably would still say even as a vegetarian is the king of all foods it is the best food around isn't it yeah do you know you, mm. if you go up the Asda you go to the hot food counter up the Asda mm. they do uh, a giant pig in blanket which is basically a full size sausage wrapped in bacon Fuck. so you Jumbo. know they've just took the pigs in blanket you know thing and Theory. made it bigger and then they serve it to you in a bap can you imagine quid. if there was like 
the Steve Jobs, but of the pork world. Oh. And you know, like when they used to unveil the new iPhone yeah, and he'd walk on stage in his black yeah. helmet and he'd always have like a Bluetooth headset microphone on, yeah. wouldn't he? And they'd, he'd go and the deck behind him and it would show a normal piece of mug and goes, we took the, pig in, the pigs in blanket theory <laughs> and expanded it for a millennial 2019 forward looking generation <laughs> and then the lights flashed and it cut to the jumbo this is pigs in blanket 3.0 in exclusive collaboration with asda we bring you <laughs> the new pig and then in blanket suddenly, suddenly some some big curtains drop and you two are behind there playing <laughs> playing their hit it's a beautiful day and bono's <laughs> microphone is actually a pig in blanket that's been converted <laughs> into a microphone Fuck. You gotta be careful, mate, because they're highly addictive. They are. I well, mean, I you mean, ate ten last night. I thought that. I, I, I made ten, and I thought there's no way I'm going to eat ten because that's a lot, and it's just a bridging <laughs> meal. You know, <laughs> fucking five minutes later, <laughs> I've ten, still got ten dinner of them to think gone. about. Yeah, yeah. Well, once you start, you can't stop. Totally. Addictive. You know, like um, you could be one of those people who, you know, like if you get addicted to over-the-counter medicine, <laughs> they put you on a. I don't know if you know this, but they have blacklists in chemists. Do and they? they have photos and everything. Yeah. So if you get addicted to, for instance, Neurofen Plus, when I was still living a bad life, yeah. Neurofen Plus was a little side addiction I had. Right. Because that's, that's the Neurofen that has codeine in it. Because I took the edge off. I mean, honestly, because you're sort of almost permanently low-level hungover. Yeah. And so you just have to have boxes and boxes of these things. And there were certain chemists where I could see they were starting to cotton on to me mm-hmm. as someone who was a, a bit problematic, as they say nowadays. But I've seen a documentary about uh, some people in America who became who become addicted to the innards. I don't quite know how they consume them, whether they just inhale or eat or pop out their bum holes, but the innards of asthma inhalers. <laughs> right. Because it's it like, it's sort of like a speed. There's like most things that are for your chest. Right. Have some element of like speed amphetamine in them. So, that's, so the, people, that's, the, that's the pure good stuff that's inside the inhaler and they take that out yeah. and then that's yeah, what they're... Ad- could they like maybe boil it up into a nice soup or something like that? Yeah. They could do that, I suppose, but they're very often they're in a hurry. <laughs> but I say they're in a hurry, but some of these guys who I see in documentary, like they're addicts in this country as well, and they get blacklisted by so many chemists. First, they get blacklisted by their local chemists, then in the outer regions, the outer rim. And the next thing you know is this bloke who's out driving all the way to Scotland <laughs> to find a chemist that didn't have his name on a blacklist Fucking or his hell. face. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I want some... Hang on a minute. You're saying they haven't got time to, to boil this thing up into a soup, but they'll drive all the way to Scotland to get it. That doesn't sound well, right. listen, it's not, it's not me. Take you out with them. These are, right. the, these are the victims of asthma inhaler addiction. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. I once, I never had asthma. My dad had asthma, but I never had asthma. Um, but I did once, I had a, years ago, I used to be the voice of a, of a chart, of not the chart show that you'll remember from Channel 4, yeah. but a budget sort of rip-off chart show, like the <laughs> Pepsi chart show on Channel 5. Oh, right? I vaguely remember that, yeah. And I, I was the voice, right? Right. Hi, and welcome to another Look Through the Charts with me, <laughs> Sam Delaney. Right. It and, sounds implausible, uh, but I, I, I it, believe it. It actually happened. It, this wasn't a dream. Anyway, I got this gig, and I really, well, I'd, I've been given the opportunity to do the pilot, and like I, I thought, right, if I get this gig, it'll be great because I'll turn up and just record my voice for an hour, read out some other fucker's script, mm. like awful kind of at number eighteen, it's busted. With <laughs> I've been to the year three thousand. Well, if it's anything as good as this song makes out. I can't wait. It was, it was that kind of, it was that oh, level Jesus. of shite. Yeah. But I didn't care. You know, I didn't write it. I'll fucking read it out. I'll read anything out if you pay me, right? <laughs> so I was going along and it was the pilot episode. I thought, I've got to get this because if I get this job, that's one hour a week and they'll pay me enough to pay my rent, right? Mm. Brilliant. And, uh, and I thought the charts, they never end. This could be forever. Could be a lifetime employment. Mm. <laughs> right so but my fucking sod's law my voice started to go in the build up to it and and i got a really bad sore throat and i was losing my voice so i went to the doctor and i fucking told him i said listen i told him the old story i said i've got this job coming up it's very important this is my career so i'm not interested in antibiotics or anything that's going to take a while you need to fucking give me something now that's going to get my voice working for tomorrow <laughs> so he said i understand this is and my he gave livelihood this inhaler. It's my bloody livelihood, man. <laughs> my throat um, is my moneymaker. And he, he gave he gave me an inhaler. And I said, no, it's not asthma, you daft bastard. He said, no, that is a steroid inhaler. He goes, it's quite strong. He goes, and it won't work long term. He goes, but if you have just a couple of puffs a day, like one in the morning, one in the afternoon, you'll see the impact quick. Right. Don't take too much, though. It's got <laughs> oh, speed yeah. in it. Well, yeah, I, he was I would, I thought. Yeah, yeah, that's fine, Doc. Don't worry. I was out the door. I was in the chemist picking it out, and I was fucking running down the street, like, puffing away on this thing like nobody's business. Well, not only did my voice start to get better straight away, I started to feel like King Kong. It was amazing. It was like iron filings, but better. And the next day, they sent a minicab. Those were the days. I was just voicing a chart show, and they sent a minicab, the production hell. company, to Big pick time. me up and take me to the studio. But there was no GPS in those days. I think we're going back to about the year 2003. And uh, the minicab driver took me to completely the wrong place. Completely the wrong place. Not even like the wrong road, but like the wrong postcode. So I started having a fallout with him. But the whole way, <laughs> I've been fucking toking nonstop on this, on this fucking steroid pumped inhaler. steroids. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking pumped up on steroids. I was a roid head all of a sudden. 
So we have this argument. I say, it's the wrong place. He's going, no, it's not. This is the right place. So then I fucking go mad, get out, try to get him out of his side of the car. You know, I was doing it. I didn't know why, but it was the, it was the steroids. And I'm going, fucking get out of the car. <laughs> and he's going, you're fucking crazy. And I'm going, sucking <laughs> on this thing. Then he's fucking just says, then he drives off to try and escape. And I'm fucking taking chase. I remember it was in Primrose Hill, and I, which is a very genteel area as well. I was chasing the fucking minicab, giving it a boot up the exhaust, going, fucking come back. You've got to take me where I'm going. You kicked a car up the arse. I kicked a car up the arse because I was high on steroids. And uh, I suppose, and in the end, he just fucked off. I turned up for the voiceover late, shitting it, thinking this is my golden opportunity gone down the pan. And uh, I just fessed up to the producer. I went, listen, mate, uh, the cabbie took me to the wrong place. We had a big row. I kicked his car up the arse. He fucking, <laughs> he fucked off and left me. And that's why I'm late. And he went, Jesus. steroids. Why did all this happen? And I just showed him the inhaler. I went, see this? This is steroids. I said, the doctor told me to have two puffs. I've been puffing it nonstop since yesterday. <laughs> I barely slept. <laughs> and he, it turned out he was an all right bloke. He went, all right, mate, I get it. And uh, it went all right. I did do that show for a couple of years in the end. Oh, so God. I don't know what we take out of that. I suppose what it is, is be careful if you're up the Asda buying a jumbo pigs in sausage. Don't, don't get addicted uh, pigs to pigs blanket. in blankets, because then you might get blacklisted. You could get blacklisted, and uh, it's no it's no fucking tea party, I can tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, speaking of Asda, it's all gone a bit weird in my Asda recently in Sunderland. Yeah. There's, it, it, uh, there's three things. First of all, you know when you go to an Asda, there's always a big stack of them green baskets you can carry around with mm. you, put mm. your shopping in. There's none of them available anymore. There's some of them, but you need to hunt them down within the store. And you, you can usually find them at the, at the checkout tills where there'll be one or two scattered that people have it's left. It's like you've got to know someone. You've you got to connections yeah, like you've got to prison. know how to get to some. There's, there isn't that just freely available stack that you normally see when you go in. Weird. Secondly, uh, bags for life. They're, they're scarce as well in my local Asda. The staff right. walk around with them. You've got to, like, again, you've got to know someone. You need to ask them. I don't know if there's a password or a them. code word you need to say. Mm. But the bags for life that's normally hanging all over the place for you to just take and, and pay for, none of them anymore. Me and my daughter went up on Saturday night to get some stuff, and all of the lights in the car park were out. It was mm. just plunged in darkness. Fucking so people scary. were almost getting run over and stuff. And it was, as my daughter said, Dad, this is a bit dystopian, this. Mm. And uh, I think she's right. I don't. I think it it's, is dystopian. Yeah. I think what it is. I think they're trying to prepare us for a No Deal Brexit. By, it feels very Brexity. Yeah, it's kind of getting us into that consciousness before it happens, so we're not that the jolt won't be quite as severe when No Deal comes along. All the lights will be out. Baskets, bags, and indeed you can forget stock. about baskets. They never fucking told us that on the side of their bus. No, did they? didn't, did they? When they fucking. They've never fucking warned us about the basket situation. And if they had, I can tell you, it'd be a very different fucking yeah. result in that referendum. No one said you They told Asda's... us about the baskets and the bags for life. Yeah, no one said your Asda's going to go all wonky. They said yeah. fucking 350 million a week for the NHS. If fucking some, some idiot on the Remain side had got up and instead of fucking carping on about boring economic stuff that we didn't understand, if someone, whoever was supposed to be in charge of that shit show, David Cameron, had got up and go... I will fucking tell you all now, right? If you vote leave, you can forget about a fucking Asda car park having lights on. Yeah. You're going to be fucking driving blind. Yeah. Like, like fucking Sandra, what's her name? 
in like uh, Bird Box. <laughs> bird Box wasn't out yet, but That's you know why it's like Bird Box out as well last Christmas. Another precursor yeah. to Brexit. This is how it's going to be. This is how it's going to be. Perhaps metaphorically, everyone's going to be blindfolded, but this is how it's going to be. You won't be able to see anything. Yeah. Fucking and if hell. Cameron just, if Cameron or anyone was able to speak to the people like that and go, yeah. listen, baskets, forget it. Bags for life, forget it. Lights in the car park, fucking forget it. Yeah, we've had that. That's it. And drop the mic, walk off stage, yeah. job done. We're voting Stays remain. Cool. Everything carries on as normal. Yeah. But I, yeah, I think they're doing this deliberately. They're just kind of um, slowly converting us. It's like um, when you get a goldfish and you mm. keep it in the bag, in mm. the tank, so it acclimatizes to the water before you release it into the water. We are the goldfish in the car- in the in the plastic bag at the minute. Fuck me. And well, at least we've got our plan. Tank, You'll be all right. The water in the tank got- is fucking darkness at, at Asda. You've got your uh, thermos flask with the sausage rolls hidden, so you're going to be all right. Well, I have. I have, but I do know that people have been going looking for them as a result of this podcast. I've got word that, um, you know, where uh, the the woods at Rothbury in Northumberland, where Raoul Mort hid out for a week before he was shot. A lot of people yes. go up there on Raoul Mort tours, pilgrimages, you could say. That's that's ghoulish, isn't it? You're very ghoulish, but I, I, I've been told that the numbers have increased in that area because a lot of people are going up there and foraging in them woods for uh, for my thermos flasks. Full of mm. big goods. Not that I'm saying that's where they are. You've hidden them there. Not that I'm not saying they're there. I'm not saying they're not there. Mm. But I'm just saying there's been increased activity in that area. Triple bluff. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Five way bluff. Five day chess. Fuck you know. Well, I haven't been quite as organised as you, but as you know, I've got my baseball bat, the Terminator. Yeah. Um, and that is next to the bed. Keep it there for security reasons. And as soon as. Theresa May or whoever the fuck the Prime Minister is by then may well be Christopher <laughs> Biggins um, announces that's it we're out on yeah, the they, white post they, they cut the red the red ribbon to yep. reveal Brexit yeah it'll be like a supermarket opening but it'll yeah. be on the white cliffs of Dover <laughs> yeah. um, with uh, Christopher Biggins and a massive pair of scissors and, and they'll do cut- the opposite surely they'll do the opposite surely they'll assemble a red ribbon as a barrier to Europe. That's going to be less that's going to be less dramatic to watch because effectively that will be Christopher Biggins or as I say whoever the prime minister might be. It might Jason be Christopher Cundy. Biggins at one side and Joe Swash at the other and they'll come together yeah. with two parts of ribbon and then tie it. Oh, that'd be cer- nice. I was thinking all what we don't want is a situation where Biggins is having to get a needle and thread out and like painstakingly sew oh, that would just a be, ribbon that, back. Oh, that would take the dramatic element from it. You know, the point is, once that happens, however it does happen, I'm, I've told you this before, all I'm going to do is I will I'll watch it with the kids, we'll all gather around, watch it together, and as soon as it happens, I will stand up, pick up the... T- I will say to my children, fetch me the Terminator. Yeah. They will scamper upstairs, come back to my baseball, and I will go out the front door and just start swinging. Yeah. And in fact, do you know what else I'm going to do? What's that? I'm going to blindfold myself first, and then I'm going to start swinging. Like bird box. Yeah. And that way, if anyone gets in the way of my bat, it's their fault, not mine. Yeah. This, it I'm going to fucking bird box it. I was, first of all, it doesn't appear to discriminate in, in, in these no. situations because it's every man for himself. Secondly, yeah. do you need to be blindfolded? Because I'm going to be plunged into darkness anyway. 
So you want me I to think see it would you be, swinging I, I think it would look good to be <laughs> blindfolded. <laughs> That's My important. blindfold, by the way, will be um, a Union Jack tea towel. Right. It's my Brexit blindfold. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, well, that's something to look forward to because we're only something like uh, 23 days away from it now, so bring it on. Yeah. This, this is it! it. Hey, you know what? We should look at the um, at the prediction league at the weekend because yeah. that's kind of why we're here. Yeah. Um, let's not fuck about. Uh, you've got four points. Uh, I've got four points and results, but only got two points. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you're now 107. You've still got that 12-point lead at the top of the table. I'm on 95. Yeah. Results bot is on 91. Um, it wasn't a great weekend for football. I think the um, Everton-Liverpool derby was as underwhelming as everyone thought it might be. Yeah. But did you say Klopp coming out afterwards and complaining about the wind? Yeah. No Which one told me about the wind here in oh, Merseyside. Oh, Jürgen, you didn't know about the wind. They got different winds at Goodison. They got different wind there than we got at Anfield because it's Stanley Park and it acts as a barrier sometimes to the wind. So they got different wind. So you got to go there and you got you got to count for the wind. you got to accept the wind at, St- at Goodison. Isn't going to be the same as you get at Anfield. These are the basics, Jürgen. And all the, all the Evertonians are like, that is a that's a proper scouse wind. Well, <laughs> Goodison, right? That's a that's what you call. That's what my grandma used to call. Oh, that's a proper fucking scouse wind out there tonight, right? You don't get that Anfield, right? Because it's all fucking tourists, right? Glory hunters. <laughs> that side of Stanley Park, the wind is like it's the sort of wind you'd get anywhere. It's the sort of wind you'd get in fucking Manchester or London, <laughs> right? This is a scouse wind, and we've been learning to play in that wind for generations. This is the wind. This is the wind that blew through this city. Right? This city in the 80s, when we were fighting Thatcher, right? Right? And and, 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 and the police who were working for Thatcher to try and break us, but they couldn't, because we knew how to fight through a scouse wind. (laughs) See this face, right? See, all of our faces, all these Evertonians, their faces have been, they're the product of that scouse wind that's been battling this city for decades. We we lived through that. We lived through Thatcher and her wind. And we lived through Derek Atten in the 1980s when he was in charge of the council and he ruined this city. He used to, he used to send letters out in taxis to all taxis. of the elders, all the scouse elders to... To Carla Lane and Emlyn Hughes and Gene Boat, Gene Boat, and he he sent them out letters telling them that the Scouse Wind had been decommissioned. We can't have that. We're still recovering. We're still recovering from that now. This we're still rebuilding the city. But I tell you now, right, Hatton, Thatcher, right, Cop, all of these bastards, right, we will not be defeated. <laughs> Right, this wind is here to stay. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, so Klopp's blaming the wind. Uh, you know, he's not rattled or anything. But the other thing yeah. that I spotted at the weekend, which wasn't really on the field, but um, it was an interview with Troy Deeney, and he was being asked about um, asked about knife crime. And um, asked as a, as a high-profile sportsman what he could do in terms of being a role model to kind of help in the fight against knife crime. Oh, God. And Deeney came back and said, uh, I don't like the word role model, first and foremost. He said, uh, the role model should be in the house at all times. 
What are we basing the role model on? Because we're in the limelight. I don't like that. So Deanie's been asked, what's he going to do about knife crime? And he's basically turned around and gone, you fucking do it. I'm doing yeah. nothing. You fucking do it. Fucking right. Like, uh, yeah. So, uh, Troy Deeney, you're a footballer for Watford. Yeah. Have you heard about all this fucking knife crime going on? <laughs> yeah. So you don't deny you've heard about it. Yeah, I've heard about it. So, my question to you, Troy Deeney, is what the fuck are you going to do about it? <laughs> I'm not going to do fuck all, mate. Well, you play for a football team that's near to London. <laughs> Get involved. Fuck off. Do it yourself. Inverdale, or whoever it was firing the questions. <laughs> John Inverdale should Inverdale. be a fucking role model. He's on the radio. What? Why, is he Why doesn't not a role John model? Inverdale go and fight knife crime? Yeah, exactly. Can't be asked, can he? I reckon more people in this country have heard of John Inverdale than they have Troy Deeney. Yeah. I'm not talking about just kids and teenagers. I'm talking about everybody. But, you know, perhaps I, knife crime's not that big among the over 65s. I haven't heard a single peep. A single peep out of uh, Inverdale throughout this knife crime epidemic that's going on. He, and I think that's the measure of the man. He sees himself as an influencer, though, doesn't he? He sees himself as, a, as an influential man. He's a, a Partridge-type figure. He sees himself he's as the, a... He's more Partridge than anyone else in real life. I mean, don't, don't forget, although he's, he's come out with a lot of sexist things on TV, <laughs> which have all been very cringeworthy and disastrous, but easily his best faux pas... Or, as Nick, Mickey Coon would say, Fox Paz. <laughs> oh, he's made a Fox Paz. <laughs> was when he said, when he was doing the racing, and he said, are we guilty live? He said, are we guilty of looking at this through rose-cunted spectacles? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he knew what he was doing or not, but I salute him for it. I mean, he sees himself as a swarthy fucking... Possibly a romantic swashbuckling character, but he's got a face like a fucking abandoned quarry, hasn't he? He has. A, yeah. a wind, it looks like he's been in a bit of scouse wind. A, a windblown quarry, yeah. yeah. Fucking hell. Huge features. Yeah. Huge features on the man. Anyway, uh, that's all we've got time for, Sam, for this right. one. But um, we're going to be back tomorrow with some more mailbag contributions. Got some from good the mailbags over the weekend. We can just sit back and read stuff out in that episode. It's quite nice. Yeah. Read, back, read out your contributions. Keep your contributions coming, remember, on Twitter at TF Time Machine and email us at topflighttimemachine at gmail.com. All the categories we've mentioned before, we'll have some of them tomorrow. Um, that's it. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. At yours. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.